All right, welcome to the Solar Network. My name is Jason Chow, and I'm the video manager for Solar Network. Uh, today, I'm talking with Derek Ting. He is an actor, a writer, a director um, based in Hong Kong and works in LA and New York. His most recent film, Agent Revelation, which he starred, wrote, and directed, uh, is out now. Um, and so, Derek, welcome. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, you know, I would love to hear kind of your personal testimony, like how you became, how you became a Christian, how you came to know Christ, um, and how that maybe that kind of influenced your, your walk into this art world. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think the beginnings were like, I had a kind of age of innocence, you know, growing up, my next door neighbor, uh, was Christian, was Protestant, mm -hmm. and, uh, he's just started inviting me to church. So I'd go, and that was my sort of first introduction. Um, was that like elementary would, school, junior high? It was, yeah, I was probably like middle school or something like that. Um, you know, and then we'd go to like basketball, youth league. Um, I did a couple of retreats, but you know, that was kind of like the time where you're just not really thinking about your sort of like, you know, what's the meaning of life and all mm -hmm. that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely learned and I was, um, sort of that's why I said the age of innocence like I definitely you know believed but then like what does that mean to believe mm -hmm. um and I guess that it kind of falls into my um sort of interest in acting and and filmmaking uh sort of you know my journey and that was um I was so I always loved acting uh, I just kind of showed up was in plays and I took a class at Cornell um and I was like, wow, this is great, but this will, is this going to be, as an Asian, right. Asian American, I was like, is this a career? Like, you know, I didn't really even think of it as that, but there was something that was calling me. So I did move to New York for that. And then when 9-11 happened, I'd mm -hmm. been working there. Mm -hmm. And it really made me start thinking about like, um, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily like, oh, now I have found meaning in my life and stuff like that, but more like what I want to do with life. So I took steps to become an actor. And then that led to, that led to, oh, well, there's actually very few parts for someone who looks like me. Mm -hmm. um, I need to start making my own films. So I started writing and, and all that and learning, editing, taking classes, just things like you would naturally do, I guess, in, in my mind, um, to kind of figure out like, well, what's the best way to kind of make this happen. Um, and uh, so then um, I had hit a plateau, so I was doing well. I'd be making money, um, sort of. I was this kind of like dual personality. I'd like be working and then take go to auditions and and um, take a cab and come back sweating, um, and uh, <laughs> at, at my job. And and then um, uh -huh. so I went to. I decided that I hit a plateau, so I decided between LA and Hong Kong, <clears throat> and I went to Hong Kong. And when I went to Hong Kong, um, they hired me for a project at CNN, mm -hmm. and I became a producer. Hmm. Well, because, what uh, what was that decision uh, like to choose Hong Kong over LA? It was it was kind of serendipity. Um, I moved there for like two weeks with my wife, mm -hmm. and um, this this person, one of my friends introduced me like, Hey, they're looking for a producer at CNN. They're looking for somebody. And I had like no experience. I had no media experience. I was in technology. Mm -hmm. And, um, what next thing, next thing I know, I'm like, um, doing one project. Then it's like, Oh, can you, uh, you know, produce 
uh, shorts? Can you uh, work with the newsrooms? Like, oh, okay. And then suddenly I'm working there full time. So I actually gave up acting mm. um, because I was like, oh, this is a great media mm-hmm. uh, opportunity. And I really like the filmmaking aspect. Um, but I realized that news is not necessarily feature films, which is, mm-hmm. I think, is kind of like the Olympics, the way I see it. Mm. Um, so along the way, uh, again, serendipity, or maybe you might call it a calling. Um, I was um, I had was living there in Hong Kong, and uh, this uh, director who does commercials lived next door to me. Wow. And he says to me, oh, you know, do you act? And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, sure. Well, why not? It's kind of like a fun thing. And I was already, I was working at CNN. So I really had no, no really kind of ambitions or anything like that at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then the next thing I know, like the client liked me and I'm in like two commercials of theirs, like two huge commercials. And so it was hard for me to think, I was like, oh, well, maybe I have some talent or maybe there's some kind of reason that I'm here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I just asked around and the next thing I know, um, a friend introduced me to casting director and I got cast in this in this movie called Largo Winch, which was with Kristen Scott Thomas from The English Patient. And then the cast director says like, oh, I don't know what you did in the audition, but uh, director really liked you. You got the part. And wow. I was like, okay. So it's kind of like this, oh, well, maybe I do have something. I do have some, um, uh, you know, potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I re- I realized though, if I really want to make it in, in the media industry, most of the top people are, are hustling like mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio, all, all the actors, they're, they're making their own films. You just right. don't know. You don't really understand that until you're actually in the industry. So, um, I started writing my first script. It took me, you know, four years. Um, the whole, the whole evolution was like at least six, but it was like nights and weekends working at my job. So mm-hmm. I quit CNN. And started working uh, in a in a job that was a little bit less intense. Right. And I started writing my first script, and I started and I raised them. I raised some money, um, but I went through lots of ups and downs as well there. And that's that's really where my testimony kind of comes in, mm-hmm. but which I don't really talk about that much. I mean, I, I mention it in my TEDx talk, mm-hmm. um, but it's important for you to understand the background because um, I went. I went and pitched both sides. Um, there, you know, producers were telling me, "Oh, translate the Mandarin," and then people in LA and Hollywood, some some top execs were telling me, "Like, oh, you know, change the change the main character wow. to white." Wow. Actually, and what and, around um, what what year was this? This was like 08. Wow. 08. Yeah. yeah, I remember those days too. Yeah, so I'm like, oh well, okay. So the the truth is. You know, one of those top exec producers was Asian. Wow! Shut up. So, really? Yeah. So if you you get that kind of information, that kind of insider information, it's not like I, I don't fault that because hey, that's the industry. Okay, yeah. I don't fault the person, but it really tells you what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the listening of that. So um, so anyway, so I was I thought I. There was a point when I met that with that producer. I was like, "Oh man, I'm set." You know, I'm you know mm-hmm. they like it and they want to work with me, and I'm like, "I'm off to the races." Mm-hmm. Uh, all that hard work was going to pay off. And when I got that meeting, it just didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Because wow. um, I thought, as a as um, now I'll, I'll, I'll refer to my cultural background as a typical Asian. I was like, "Well, I put in the work. I 
I, you know, I, I made the effort and, and, you know, my hard work is going to pay off. And so when, when I ran into that wall, I was like, oh man, um, that's really disturbing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so at that point, um, I had to make some decisions cause I'd raised some money, but it really wasn't a lot. And, um, the movie was called super capitalist, which is like, you know, sounds expensive already. Um, but it's a drama. So I was like, oh, maybe this is something I can make. Um, uh, so there's a, the, of course, when you're pitching, you're in this kind of, um, waiting period a little bit. And, um, so I've been playing sports and I was playing basketball and, um, this guy crushed my knee. He landed on my knee and I, and I, um, tore my ACL and, um, I was just devastated. Cause when you're in the hospital, you're just like, I don't know, you just get very emotional and down on yourself. It's very depressing because you just can't do anything. And, and uh, I, I, a lot of things were set in motion. Like you feel like, oh, if this doesn't, you know, if I don't keep it going, then it can fall apart. That's what you're doing when you're producing a film. Yeah. Um, and so one day this pastor, that day, the pastor walks in and, you know, we start talking and I start like just laying out everything. I don't know why I did this. This is, this is many years ago. I don't know why, but I just start like, telling him everything like oh this is going on this is, this is what's happening in my life and you know i i worked so hard and grinded didn't take vacations and suddenly like all my dreams i felt were going to fall apart and um i said and, and i said well i'm not famous so yet you know people want they want famous people to play these roles and you know and things like that and i never made a movie so i said what do you think you know uh <laughs> can i do this and he says nothing is certain. I specifically remember him saying that. Um, and then I, I don't know after that, I don't remember anything after that. Um, and then he leaves like, okay, well, you know, um, well, thanks. And, you know, I have to move on to my next, uh, you know, patient. So, you know, I was in the hospital for a while, but I never saw that guy again. Mm. I never, I was like waiting to talk to him again. He never showed up again. So I was like, um, you know, blown away. And that's, and, and that, but that, what he said to me, what, you know, that talk, I felt like that's where, that's where, you know, God spoke to me. And I, it kind of was like, um, I think it was like him believing in me, hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, and I think that's where I started really believing. From nothing is certain. <laughs> Right. Because mm -hmm. usually, I yeah. mean, I would think like, right, nothing is certain feels kind of like a discouraging statement. But you're saying that, like, there was hope in that statement for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I think if especially like I'm very logical, you know, mm -hmm. I think if you think about God and uh, your relationship, you know, you're naturally going to ask those questions and you have to be very real about that. Mm. You have to ask those questions like, oh, well, you know, I've never seen this person or, you know, entity or energy or whatever you want to call it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can't, you can't meet Jesus. So, you right. know, you have to ask those questions and, and really, really, I mean, the proof won't be until you pass away. Wow. I mean, that's, that's when you'll know, like whether all the things you've done, the things that you believe in, like that's where the proof is and it won't happen until you die. Yeah. And that's what, you know, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that that's crazy that that happened, you know, in that period of time for you. Cause, um, you know, for people that don't know the work that it takes to make a movie, even when you have money is like such a step of faith 
right? Like how many, how many projects even that get funding and never get a final cut, never cross the finish line? Um, how do you feel like, you know, because that sort of pushed you into this place of making your own films, what was that process like of saying, okay, super capitalist, I'm gonna do this my way, or I'm gonna do this, right, like in faith and just go for it. I'm obviously, I'm sure there were so many hurdles. What was that kind of journey like? Uh, it was, I mean, it was super scary, but I kind of just felt that that changed because I, I think I, you have to trust other people too. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, I tried my best to work with, work with people who kind of just have the right kind of mindset too. And you have to trust them and say, okay, well, we're going to make a movie together and do it. Um, and I mean, I was, I was very, I was very fortunate too, because I had, you know, I had supporters too. I had people that believed in me, like an investor and, um, Linus Roach who's in the film. I think, you know, he, he really saw what the script was about, what the story was about. Um, you know, there's, there's a, you know, it's a morality tale. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, finding those types of people that want to tell the same messages, I think that was more of a shift of how I wanted to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, and I think that really kind of led to me, you know, ultimately making the film was having um, a real reason to make the film. Mm. You know, I think inherently, like I wanted to tell a, a good message and a story because I kind of grew up on that, and, mm -hmm. and I, I feel like that's why I tell movies, but make movies, but then really kind of, as they use, like leaning into that, really like saying, okay, well, consciously deciding, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And how do you feel like, you know, for me personally as a filmmaker, I wrestled with a long time writing movies for straight white men, right? Basically like thinking that's the mainstream and that's the, you know, what people want, right? What yeah. was your journey like in terms of, of discovering kind of your voice as a storyteller, as an Asian American, as a Christian? How did you wrestle and embrace those identities in your artwork? Well, I think if, um, well, one, if someone, if, if people around you want to give you an opportunity, um, then you have a responsibility mm -hmm. to um, not just exploit it, you know, that you, you have to give back. Mm. You are in debt. Mm. I don't think people understand that. I think people feel entitled to um, a lot of things, you know, maybe because maybe if, you know, because we're, let's say in the entertainment industry, because there's not that many roles, we're entitled to more roles. No, we're not. Mm -hmm. We're not entitled to anything. It's just as hard for anybody. Um, but you know what the industry is like, you know, what is selling, you know, what has worked. And, you know, the, and these people have kind of built up their own business mm -hmm. in a way. So, I mean, it's not really, um, but that, I mean, but if I was given the opportunity to be creative and not really have the shackles of, oh, I need to operate mm -hmm. as that way. Um, of course there's, I mean, there's a commercial aspect. That's what I do is make commercial films with a message. That's mm -hmm. very clear that I want people to see the movie that I want people to be interested and intrigued regardless of race or anything like that. But I think, I think if, if, because I was kind of given that kind of artistic freedom, um, 
and then I have to take it and do it, you know, rather than try to follow the mold. And I think that's important too, is like, if, if you're a person starting out, like you can't think like the big, you know, the big giants, you can't mm-hmm. think that way because you'll lose, mm-hmm. you'll lose. I mean, the classics, you know, story of David and Goliath, like, I mean, people thought, oh, this guy is really big and you're going to lose. So mm-hmm. are you going to go stand toe to toe to him? No, you're not. You're going to think differently. And I think, I think actually being Asian is an edge. That's the way I thought at that time. And I still, obviously, I think now that it's much more apparent because people are a little bit, people are angry about the way things have gone. Mm -hmm. But um, I saw back then that it was an edge. And I think I was ahead of that time. So that, what that did though, was give me a head start as well. Mm -hmm. Like I started very early putting in the time, putting in the work, you know? Yeah. And, you know, movies, you just keep you've been making them and it, that's been really amazing um splitting your time between like hong kong and la and new york what are the differences that you kind of see and feel about that asian america because it's like you know here you're kind of an outsider because you're asian and in hong kong you're kind of an outsider because you're american right what do you feel yeah. like that that tension is like yeah, um, yeah. I remember. I remember sitting in my first screening um, of Super Capitalist, and uh, um, New York Times reporter, which I didn't even know was a New York Times reporter, asked me that. Asked me a similar question, and um, you know, yeah, we don't feel we don't feel at home anywhere. Um, but I do think that uh, we have to recognize that um, you know Asia. Asia is is growing rapidly, and I don't think the West can ignore, um, you know, the power it's going to wield. And um, but I think, I think, uh, you know, we have to, we have to work together though because there's a lot bigger problems like the planet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and just just that we're you know we have to. Th- think about our commonality and i think i it's kind of why i'm in hong kong is because i think that's partly my my purpose and calling like i was kind of built for this so then therefore then i just have to keep going and and connecting that you know bridging that because that's that's what we need in this world right now especially like it's just so much tension and there's so much we're so interconnected that um you know if it goes in the wrong direction, as, as we've seen in the last couple of years, then that's where it's going to go. And it's just going to get worse. I mean, there's, yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, as a Christian, that call to be reconciliatory, right. To try to be peacemakers and to try to bring sides together, um, is so powerful. You know, I wonder for you having been in the industry for a while, um, what is your feeling on like for people who say that, hey, yeah, I'm a Christian, but it doesn't mean I'm that kind of Christian, right? It doesn't whatever, like breaking the stereotypes in that mold. How have you encountered those, though, that evolution in the industry? Yeah, I mean, um, I think we all have our belief systems and especially, I mean, I'm out here. So, you know, there is. Buddhism, Hinduism, um, Dhamma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Um, and yeah, and like you said, even within the Christian faith, there's just so many denominations. So um, what is that, you know, what is that definition? Um, for me, as you've seen in Agent Revelation, I think it is about being selfless. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, that's, um, but I don't want to, I don't want to hit people over the head with it. I right. mean, we, we do say it because that's what you would do in a story, but you know, it, it's, it's the decisions that we make, how we live our life. I don't think people will know what, um, you know, maybe people won't know what we're doing now, but I think what people, when people look back at, at, you know, what I'm trying to say, what I think that's, that's when maybe it'll click. I mean, even for me, like, finding out who I am has taken years, mm -hmm. you know, years. Yeah. Um, and I'm still on a journey. I'm still on a journey, but I think that's what it is, is like, um, you know, uh, like I said, this is not for everybody. How, how I am is not for everybody and everyone has their own thing. Um, and that's, that I think is almost kind of in a way the answer that, um, you know, that, that there should be diversity in your mindset, mm. um, but coming together. Um, so my, mine is, mine is, I try to do set by example mm -hmm. and that's it. I'm, I'm not asking for anything. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And, um, agent revelation, you know, uh, I, the, those themes of selflessness, the theme of like guilt, right. And, you know, trying to overcome your past and try to find that identity. Um, what do you feel like are kind of like the themes that you know, after having made now, you know, multiple films, what are the themes, what are the ideas that you like to gravitate towards to as a storyteller? So we're actually making part three right now. Awesome. And it'd be a bigger, uh, bigger budget, which I'm excited about. And, and we would definitely explore uh, more of um, my character's backstory. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I think even too like I'm arriving at what does that mean you know what does it mean to be a human being what does it mean to how to treat others and um, finding finding compassion finding um, you know uh, reaching reaching across reaching across to others mm -hmm. working with others so, so I mean think even just not even like staying within your circle with if you're Christian going to other Christians, but you have to, we have to reach out to other people. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to necessarily like, um, we're not going to convince people like, oh, well, uh, you know, I'm Muslim, but now that you've talked to me, I, I want to be Christian now, you know, I don't think that, that, but it, if we can just kind of like understand each other, then maybe there's, um, there's something, mm -hmm. you know, there's something. Uh, and that's, that's kind of like the messaging where I think I'm, I'm at is, is being a, being a, a human being and what mm -hmm. that means and understanding others and understanding what our purpose are. That's, those are like the, the common themes that I'm, you know? Yeah. And for me, I think watching Agent Revelation, I mean, I'm personally like, I love, I love genres of film that aren't typically seen as thoughtful and Christian, right? Like I love horror, I love action. What do you feel like in terms of exploring those themes, how does making a, an action thriller like you've done for your last few films, right? How is that genre useful or even conducive to exploring some of those themes that you're talking about? 
Yeah, I mean, I think life in general, I mean, you know, where it's, it's, it's beautiful, it's fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I grew up on science fiction and action. I mean, I don't think like spirituality and science are, are mutually exclusive. I think they're actually intertwined, actually, in a way, our spirituality is science, if you think about it. So um, that's, and, and so I think we should we should enjoy like a movie should be enjoyable they don't need to be um i mean i i enjoy i enjoy documentaries i enjoy other things for different reasons like mm -hmm. a documentary maybe i'll learn something or we want to be thrilled i think that's just about, about being human um but uh we we do have to be careful though with what we present though i um having a having a, a child i realize that a lot of media is world building mm -hmm. you know um and so anything, you know, we, we want to expose our son to the world, but, um, you know, with, with media, um, one of my, one of my bosses said like, oh, I could watch this with my 10 year old, you mm -hmm. know, um, but it still has enough action and excitement that like an adult can understand. So I think that's, I think that's, that's my style though. Mm -hmm. um, it's not for everybody. Film, filmmakers too have their own reasons why they got into films, but you know, I grew up on 80s and action. Uh, you know, I don't really think too hard. I'm a simple guy and mm -hmm. uh, it's fun. But I do get frustrated when the movie does not have a story. <laughs> I get super frustrated. I yeah. think people, I think producers think like, oh, you know, great visual effects, like and great action. And then suddenly people are going to show up. No, it's not. That doesn't work that way. Yeah, You have to build the characters. So, and I mean, I worked on building my craft though. I mean, was super capitalist uh, with always always was a movie that um, you know got distributed by Paramount and you know super capitalist got picked up by Warner Brothers like those were character driven stories they were mm -hmm. you know packaged in thrillers but um, you know so it's about building characters and and telling good stories first and then those other things are are fun yeah yeah you know? yeah and then so with the agent series um, what was kind of the you know, you're building such a big world, right? And I'm, I'm excited to see how that world is going to continue to grow. What were kind of the things that first attracted you to this idea that you're exploring in the agent series? Um, actually, to tell you the truth, uh, there was, well, for agent revelation, there was a friend of mine who visited me. Um, we had met on my first movie. And he visited me in um, uh, in Hong Kong, and I was just—he was there, and I was like, "Oh, come on by, let's meet up." And um, it turned out that he was uh, visiting his orphanage where he'd come from. Mm -hmm. So he was an orphanage, and uh, he told me that he didn't get adopted till the age of eight. Uh, so I, um, I really just you know, he poured his heart out to me and I was like, wow, that's an amazing story because I think about it as my parents were, were really, you know, always there. Mm -hmm. uh, they've always supported me. I mean, we were not rich, very middle class, but they're always there. So, you know, you have, you have people to fall back on when you don't have that. That's very, that's a very different mindset. So I was really interested about telling that story. The other thing too, I think about Asians in general is that I'm interested in telling stories that we haven't seen. Um, you know, I like martial arts. 
I love it. But if you notice, there's a lot of boxing. It's not really martial arts. Um, there's uh, more military style tactics. So I want to see um, people that look like me who serve in the military. Mm. I want to see doctors and lawyers and bankers. Um, you know, I want to see them and how they uh, formulate who they are and how they operate, how they how they um, interact with their other characters. So that's really my sort of interest because I think we need more of it. Um, but yeah, yeah. and I, I, I think I can tell that in the work that I've seen of yours, right? This fascination in people and like roles where it would be, like if everyone was white, it would be a certain thing, but because somebody is Asian, because somebody's Asian American or like an Asian revelation, because they're adopted and they're Asian, right? What is the difference that that kind of brings to it? Um, and I really see that uh, in your work. Um, you've made, you know, uh, all these feature films, which is such an accomplishment, right? And so amazing. In the process of growing as a writer, growing as a director, growing as an actor, what are some things that maybe in that growth you're like, oh, I think I understand, you know, the love of God or the grace of God a little bit better? I, um, you know, we all have our ups and downs in our in our journey, um, but there have been many moments where I thought, I'm done, I am finished, and. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, it, maybe it sounds a little selfish, but it's just, I feel like it's always been there. Um, and, um, and it keeps on reminding me like, hey, you need to do this. You need to keep going. I think that that's just what what it is. I, I don't know what, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, you know, feeding my own ego or, but I feel like he's, he keeps on, every time I'm like, I quit, I'm done, I'm finished. This is hard, guys, you know, this is hard. I uh because you know like you said like you're you're writing you know writing for white actors uh, for movies i mean you know what the industry is that's how you get funding so for me for someone to believe in me and to give to give me funding great but then it's not going to be huge amounts of money you know i i have not as much to work with with other people but you know i always try to put my best foot forward so i think um you know but that's been hard it's like it's just asking for pain and asking for suffering because you know, I can easily, because of my background, I can easily go get a six-figure job. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I know that. I'm very confident about that. Um, and hopefully that doesn't sound like cocky or anything, but that's just, um, but I, I think, uh, you know, it, you remind me, it reminds me of this story. Um, so I had done two movies and, uh, you know, I had my run-ins with Hollywood and, and, and um you know, uh, had agents sending my stuff out to festivals and stuff. And, um, you know, they send like a blue envelope. <laughs> um, so we were really close. And then I, I'd gotten, I had gotten reasons back like, oh, we don't know how to program this, mm. you know, direct from the program. These are big festivals and that's usually the, so I'm like, you mean you think it's good enough, but you don't know how to program it. I mean, this is, this is back in 2014 where mm. the, you know, no one's, really complaining about stuff and that's mm-hmm. really how it is and and by, I'll, I'll be honest it probably it actually they say they're doing more but behind the scenes you know they're it's still they're still part of that there you mm-hmm. know um but uh so i'm working out 
And uh, these two kids walk up to the window and watch me working. I'm not doing anything special or anything, but um, one kid is wearing a Superman outfit and the other girl is wearing a Wonder Woman outfit. And I thought to myself, it's like, oh, well, where are my heroes, you know? Mm. So, and it's not to be, it's not to be, um, you know, a superhero. It's just to be like, we need people to step up, mm. you know? We need people to just take leadership. Even if I don't, um, you know, even if it's not like super huge or anything, at least I'm putting stuff out there and someone will find it and be like, oh, well, okay, well, this guy's doing it. You know, that's why I put my, but, but what I'm, how I'm living my life, mm-hmm. I put it out there. And then if someone's like, oh, this, this guy's doing, oh, maybe I can learn from that and, and do that. And I think that's really what it's um, about. Um, so, you know, because yeah. I think we, I think we should have those universal characters where we're not just specifically Asians. Mm-hmm. That that role could be anybody. You know, mm-hmm. that person could, like, an Asian person should be able to be Superman. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Um, so true. So good. Um, yeah, and I feel like, uh, you know, my circles, you know, in a lot of the Asian American church community now especially in Southern California, I think we're trying to figure out, you know, for this next generation of junior high kids and high school kids who are graduating, and so many of them are talented, they are gifted, they are passionate about the arts and about making films or acting. Um, What would you kind of, you know, last thing, like what would you kind of say is like an encouragement to some of those people that are gonna be watching this and they're like, oh yeah, I kind of, like, I feel like I want to go into that world and I want to be making those kind of things. How would you encourage them? Well, I think for anybody, if you, even if you're not Asian, it's like, you know, it's easy, it's very easy to be passive because then it's, it's a very safe place, you know? Um, and that's not to say, oh, you know, I'm not happy, let's start a fight. You know, so, um, but what I do know is that um, there's a couple things. One is, um, there's one of my goals is just that uh, for the younger generation, I want them to have respect. I want them to be able to travel. You know, when you go into a bar in the UK, like as an Asian person, you should feel confident about who you are. Mm -hmm. It's cool to be Asian, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, if you walk into a Hollywood uh, bar, same thing. If you walk into New York City, you you know feel the same thing. Walk the streets and be confident. Mm. Know that like you know whatever you're doing is is cool. It's cool to be Asian. Um, so that's that's one of my things is that we should just have respect and be on equal ground. If not, you know, um, you know I think we have a lot of good stuff. Uh, we we have our negatives too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I would love for people to think that way. Um, so that's one goal. And then how I always talk about, you know, the, the approach I think is, um, we can't let others drive the narrative. We can't let others drive the narrative. And what does that mean? That means that we can't tell, we can't let others, tell us how to be or what's cool. Mm. We have to be 
like i like that i'm gonna wear that i'm gonna go do this mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be about like oh because the media tells me that's cool no it's because you want to do it and that's like and that that's a part of you that's who you are you know um so i think that's really my two things is get respect and drive the narrative and that's going to require effort that's going to be it's required getting out of our shells getting out of our um you know comfort zone and putting ourselves out there subject ourselves to criticism um but you know really just not expect corporations or the world to really hand us anything yeah yeah that's good that's so good amen well, Derek Ting, I want to just appreciate your time and thank you so much for spending it with me and uh, sharing your wisdom and your experience. Uh, Agent Revelation is out now. We will link to it uh, on our Solo Network um, website or you can go uh, to dkting.com. That's uh, Derek's uh, website and find more information there. Thank you again so much for spending time with me. Awesome. Thanks, Jason.